You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, $10, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Screener Squad. My name is Nasally Chad. Today I got Ray and Luane with me uh, in the hot seat. We uh, we watched a movie. It's been so long. I feel like I haven't done this since I'm so invigorated, guys. It's been so long. I haven't seen you. How are you? Uh, probably better than you. Oh, I'm doing great. You guys are great. I love you. All right. This movie, everything. Everything's so great. Anyways, today... We watch. There's something wrong with the children. Do either of you have children? Yes. No. Perfect, because that's kind of like what the dynamic was in this movie. And we'll get to what the movie is later. But like as a parent versus as a non-parent, how creepy are kids? Uh, even as a parent, inherently, they're kind of creepy sometimes. Yeah. One of the reasons that I signed up for this, it was just the title, because yeah. I have a thing for I have a thing for creepy children movies. So, you know, even though I have no children, I have a thing for creepy, creepy children movies. And it's funny because I have, I have friends, you know, who have kids now and they have gotten to this point where there, a lot of them are kind of sensitive about this. Do you find, Luane, you, maybe you're different, but that you don't want to watch films necessarily that put children in peril or. Um... Uh, my kids are near adulthood and okay. adulthood. Okay. So it's, it's, it's not quite the same. But yeah, there was a definitely a period, um, especially with our first one, where I was like, yeah, I don't really want to see that. This one was a little different because the kids aren't ever really in peril. They're the problem. Yeah, true. Let's talk about how they become the problem. There's something wrong with the children. Basically, is a story of two couples that get together at like an Airbnb cabin in the woods. Yes. Love that already. One couple doesn't have kids. The other one does. And they go on this hike. They find this like cavern and a big hole in the ground and the kids are oddly drawn to it. And after that moment, the kids start acting weird and weirder and then creepier and awful and grotesque. To answer your question, Ray, I have a daughter 
I don't think having a kid has ever affected me like, oh, I can't watch a creepy kid movie or I can't watch this um, because I have a kid. But I definitely am way more sensitive to either real life imagery of terrible things happening to kids or uh, uh, over Halloween. I watched uh, Assault on Precinct 13 for the first oh. time. No. <laughs> And the kid that gets hit by the shotgun by the ice cream truck did not see it coming. I I was like, you murdered that kid on camera like that. That hit me hard. And I love John Carpenter. So I I just I I feel more affected by it. But I'm going to kick down a, a problem I had right away with this movie. I don't think they did too good of a job setting up the kids. No. In the first act. Um, And I'm not saying it's that makes the whole thing bad. But I think it definitely hurts it a little bit because when they finally do become weird and creepy, I don't care. Yeah. I don't think it was that I didn't care, uh, but you're right. I thought it would have been more effective if I already had some background with them or I cared about them or I knew what their personalities were before. That doesn't stop them from being very creepy later. But you're right. I I think there was a little bit of setup missing there. The thing I thought as as we get further into the movie, um, when they go on their hike and they find that structure that you're talking because to be clear, this is a structure. This is not like just a cave that's loose somewhere. There's like bricks and shit. Somebody built some of this. Yes. My first thought was, oh, somebody found this thing and went, we need to make a movie. And then we <laughs> we got the rest of it. Like, this is a cool setup, but we can't shoot it here because it's definitely not safe. So we can't be in here too much. Like, it can't be the whole thing. So let's go rent a couple Airbnb cabins and and whip something together real quick, I guess, is kind of how it felt. And I spent a lot of time just trying to figure out what the hell that place was supposed to be. And why was it not barricaded? Because it's clearly somewhere within range of, like, a public space. Huh. I guess to me that that didn't matter so much. It just was a place that whatever was there, people got the hell out real fast. Yeah. And maybe that's why it's not beat up. They just got the they just got the hell out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't think anybody ever has a chance to actually barricade it because you're either succumb to it or you get the fuck out, like Ray said. But the, there was one there was a line one of the kids had when they're pointing down into this giant hole in there. And they're pointing and they keep saying this is where they're supposed to start being creepy because they say the place that shines. And my first thought was, oh, do you see deadlights, buddy? Is that what's yeah. going on? <laughs> see, and I kept on thinking the shining, like the shine. Yeah. They kept saying the shine, the shine. I like this movie. And I know I'm kind of like skipping to my end here. I like the fact that, you know, there's marital strife because they tried to have a, a wife or a husband swap. Yeah. You know, like all those little things to set up why the parents went away. Everything made sense. But I felt that first act in general just made all the characters in the second and third act weaker and unlikable. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, unlikable. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, it's a horror movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, there is a turning point, though, you know, I don't want to spoil the big turning point, but there is a turning point between the parental characters and it is a fight that is so well written, so brutally. I mean, that I'm just like, oh damn, yeah. oh damn. And I'll, you know, for a second there, I'm like, they're just who cares about the kids? They're just gonna, yeah, take themselves out. You know, um, so I really thought that was a great turning point for the parents, despite everything else that was going on. 
another criticism I have, I should say, is the main character, Urs. It's it's very unfocused until you really get deep into right. the second act. Um, and then it switches on you. And I don't know how I felt about that. Like, I felt like that could have been written differently where not that we have to adhere to strict film and narrative structures with every movie. But when you're in a fantastical world with crazy hell beast children, like we have <laughs> to have some levity. Right. And and it just makes sense for the audience to be more focused on like, OK, who's going to be the person that I'm going to be following their arc? Because the arc breaks at a point and then you just pick up another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing that I kind of struggled with as it gets further along and the kid's behavior starts changing. Well, there are two things, the kid's behavior. Uh, the other thing is, and Chad, you know, this is one of my favorites. Uh, I can't one wait of the for characters it. asks one of the other characters, how have you been feeling? And then we, we get dropped the crazier creature thing where we try to determine if this is an unreliable character, except that they drop it in like the middle of the movie yeah. And I'm like, we've already seen the kids behaving the way they have. We as the audience know there's clearly actually, as the title says, something wrong with the children. So you can't do that when we as the audience already know, oh, no, the the kids are definitely a problem. I see what you're saying, but I kind of disagree with you, Luane, in in the fact that it made me a little more that person who's going – Oh, come on. Somebody else see this. Oh my God. Why are we blaming this guy? You know, I, I I felt bad for him and I was, I was kind of rooting for him more because I already knew that he wasn't the one with the problem. He wasn't the one who was crazy. And I I wanted someone else to see that. Oh yeah. If I was along for the ride, you know, not knowing whether the children were, you know, there was something wrong with the children or something wrong with, with the character or, you know, I, I had no way of knowing yet. I don't know if I would have been quite as invested because I, I didn't have the, the, you know, like I said, I wouldn't have had that kind of rooting for that main sure. character. Yeah, no, I understand what you're talking about. But for me, that just aggravated me because of the frustration of you want to grab somebody in the in the movie and be like look at these kids they're clearly doing this thing okay so you didn't hate it you you just wanted to be that one to shake somebody and say oh my god <laughs> it was just senses. aggravating yeah and and it's and it's a trope that i i well i comment <laughs> on a lot <laughs> he doesn't do well with sometimes i just i'm like please don't it's just a weird thing, and it seemed kind of unnecessary. I mean, like, I get it because that's how you're supposed to turn everybody else against that guy. But, like, you see what happens later in it. That element, I mean, he does plenty of other stuff that would definitely turn everybody against him, whether he means to or not. Along that line, what felt lazy to me, actually, was the fact that everybody looked at him like he was crazy because, and again, we don't get the entire story, but it's like, what, he had one nervous breakdown or something or had one, you know, so all of a sudden, even though they're A, you know, one's his wife and the other two were his best friends, he becomes completely unreliable. Just because, right. oh, 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 he was, he kind of had a thing once, so he must be the crazy one. Right. That I think is what made me a little more is, is, is having them turn on him so quickly simply because he might, you know, have, I don't know whether, again, they don't explain it fully, yeah. but, you know, he had anxiety or was on medication or whatever it is. 
that bothered me a little more. I sure. think it's a horror movie. It's not like we normally get huge stars with these, but uh, Amanda crew, she was in final destination three. I think um, Zach Gilford's in this, like uh, the kids, I thought the kids were pretty good. That's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess when you write a kid's movie, well, not a kid's movie, a horror movie with kids in it, and it's primarily focused on them, you want to have some decent people, yeah. uh, little people. Uh, Carlos Santos is Thomas. I feel like he was the only, I really wanted to like him because I yeah. just like the way he acted, but he was so freaking wishy-washy. Yes. Like. Oh, he was. Just, he was all over the place just at any time. And I never knew where he was grounded, even like where his resolution is. Yeah. I was like, what? I thought, yes. what? Why? Okay, fine. The only thing that saved that for me was they kind of set him up that way to begin with. He was wishy-washy. Even if we talk about, you you alluded to the, uh, you know, there might be some swapping going on, yeah. whatever. He was wishy-washy in that situation. So they kind of set him up as that from the beginning. But yeah, it gets, it does get frustrating toward the end. You're right about that. Absolutely. And that was actually one of the, one of the things I, I complimented this movie on in my notes was that. When that element of the story is revealed, it's the two wives talking about all of this stuff. And then the two guys are sitting outside having a beer and talking about kids. So it was nice to see a little role reversal there because that's traditionally not what you see, especially oh, yeah, in horror hey, movies. Right. I was banging your wife going. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, so so that was that was, I guess, a nice little touch. The one of the things as it gets to the end of it, and obviously I can't talk about the resolution of the movie, but when it gets to the end of the movie and and you get kind of more of a reveal, I find myself thinking, why did the kids have to like, why did most of the second act have to happen? Torturing this guy, was that just something they were doing for fun? Because the end results that they seemed to be shooting for didn't really necessitate that. Were we supposed to get that they were just being sadistic? I like, I don't know what was up with that, I guess. I don't know. There was a point where I was like, yay, I want to watch couples fight. It mostly looks good. It has some strong visual shots. The music sometimes was a little jarring and not like in a horror movie way. It was just, it felt a little, it, I don't know, not score in a can, but like here we've got this stuff. Um, I was never afraid of the kids. I was almost always just irritated with them because maybe I was sympathizing with the one character who actually can see what they're doing. Um, But I just, I just found them aggravating and there wasn't a point where I was particularly afraid of them. Um, And for a lot of it, it just felt like it was, it took a long time to get to anything that was even really creepy or particularly frightening. And then it goes like completely wild near the end, but not in a way that I thought made complete sense. Um, so in the end, um, I'm going to give this two out of five kids. You shouldn't take on a couple's vacation because they're very clearly going to ruin everything. This movie did have, some music problems. I agree with you, Lorraine. It did have some pacing problems. I, I agree with you that the first act is a little drag, you know, kind of drags a little bit. And then when it gets going, it's great, but it's uneven in that sense. However, I liked the dynamic between the couples. I liked 
the kids now, again, they're not necessarily the scariest, you know, kids in a creepy kids movie you're going to find, but they are very creepy, especially the especially the sister. Now she gets a little more to do than the brother does. She's a little older. Um, and maybe that's why, but I really liked the actress that they had playing her and, and she was sufficiently creepy and I'm going, I'm going, yeah, but as, as an adult, I'm just going, just ignore her. Just don't go. Don't. She's asking you to go to the woods. Don't go to the woods. You're an adult. Don't do it. But for a creepy kids movie, they were sufficiently creepy. And I, I like that. And yes, even though at the end we don't get a complete resolution, uh, I did think it was interesting where they were going and what possibly the source of this, uh, whether you want to call it a, a possession or a demon or an animal spirit or, or four spirits or whatever it is you wanted in your mind you want to call it i liked where they were going with it. a little bit different ending than i thought i was going to get so overall it was pretty good and i like the writing and i like the acting and sufficiently creepy kids so with all of that said i'm going to give it 6.75 out of 10 really cute hooded sweatshirts with ears that's all my kid wears now she's five so it's well it's unicorn everything's yeah. unicorn right now so it's just a big horn <laughs> on everything yeah I'm, I'm gonna lean more towards race camp not not that this is ever like fuck you for having opinions but <laughs> i feel like we Luane, you and, and ray too we've all watched some shitty shitty yeah. horror movies <sighs> Yes, I feel like the good outweighs the bad for reasons we've said. There's a, a the 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 couples are believable, the children are believable. The the only way that I think would fix Luane's issue with them is if we got more character development on the front end because I don't think kids are always creepy, and if you don't set them up as cute little innocent little things in the beginning, a little bit more, it just that turn just doesn't hit as hard. So, uh, yeah, the music sucks. <laughs> I think it was done by a band. Yes. Uh, if I remember the credits correctly, yep. I, no, no offense to the band, but I just was not digging it. I'm always a sucker for a cabin in the woods movie too. And this one looked really good. Uh, and I think the director behind this, uh, Roxanne Benjamin looks like she does a bunch of horror stuff and she's doing more love seeing a female perspective behind the camera, especially with this movie, you know, it did subvert relationship stereotypes because uh, the, the women were a little bit more chatty Cathy's and the men were more daddy daddies. That was awful. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 6.5 out of 10 sheriff. Just don't go in there. Just yeah. <laughs> like you can see, well, there's a lot of blood in there. Well, okay. Maybe we should get the fuck out. Anyways. I I like this movie, guys. I, I was happy to get out of my COVID nap and be like, oh, I'm going to watch something. And just snot all over myself. And it's great. It's a great oh, time, everybody. Yeah. Movie right there. yeah, exactly. Oh, man, you should see. It's like, all right, remember the secret of the ooze, Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, but like every... 10 minutes like after this recording i'm just gonna go blow shredders ooze everywhere it's gonna be disgusting <laughs> i'm sorry i don't mean to laugh but <laughs> no i'm not gonna get that image out of my head 